Hello, welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker, and on this episode, we'll be talking to the head of design for Stenstrom's, Peter Uredo, and the head of marketing, Marie Ramberg. Stenstrom's is internationally renowned for its pristine quality using only the best fabrics and trims. They craft classic and contemporary clothing. Last year, they celebrated their 120th year in business. With timelessness and design at its heart, Stenstrom's showcases heritage and craftsmanship as well as innovation, incorporating organic linen, cotton, tensile, and jacquard woven fabrics with classic cuts, providing durable garments which stand the test of time. By the way, you can check the collections out for yourself at stenstroms.com. We'll get to that interview shortly. But before that, let me tell you about the website, menswearstyle.co.uk. Click the member area button on the top right of the homepage and you'll be taken to our discounts and loyalty section. This is where you'll see exclusive discounts and privileges from hundreds of your high street brands within fashion, lifestyle, beauty and more. We currently have 20% off at New Balance, 15% off at Hawes & Curtis, 10% off at TM Lewin, 50% off at Cornerstone, and we've just added some more, 15% off at Aposta, 20% off Pursue Fitness, and 35% off MyProtein. It's all over there on menswearstyle.co.uk, the member area button, top right of the page. You can use these discounts both online and in store, helping you to save over £2,000 per year. Well, all right. Lastly... If you're on the social, type in menswear style into your smartphone and we'll come up almost everywhere. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or become a guest and talk about your brand and its journey, then email us at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Okay, here is that interview with Peter Uredo and Marie Ramberg from Stenstrom's. Okay, well, it's my great pleasure to introduce to the podcast Peter Uredo, who is the head of menswear and design over at Stenstrom's, and also Marie Ramberg, who is head of marketing at Stenstrom's. Both are on the line with me now. How are we doing today? Very good, thanks. Very good, except except that it's raining here. That's not very good. Oh, no. Well, uh, we're used to that. Whereabouts in the world are you? We are in the, the south of uh, Sweden in a city called Helsingborg. Helsingborg, okay. Well, uh, now my geography is not the best, as people will say. So <laughs> is, this, um, is this a big city? Is this a well-known city in Sweden? Uh, well, it's uh, well, maybe not well-known, but it's, uh, let's say, 130,000 people living here. And it's just one hour drive from Copenhagen in Denmark, so it's quite close to a bigger city. I've invited you onto the podcast today to talk about Stenstrom's. I'm really eager to know about it. And perhaps we can start with you, Peter. Well, maybe we'll start with the brand itself, the the journey of the brand. The brand's over 120 years old. I believe you had your anniversary last year celebrating the 120 years since the company got founded. Please just give us a little bit of a backdrop about the company and maybe when you came in and joined the company. Uh, okay, the, the company is 120 years, as you mentioned. Uh, we are a shirt producer from the start. We also do ladies' wear, so we do lady blouses. But we also do a lot of other things today. So we do knitted, we do some jackets, ties, scarves, hankies, and things that we think belong together with a shirt. And I think it started like a shop here in, in Helsingborg. And it actually started a little bit earlier than 
120 years. It, it started in 1883, I think. And, and um, at that time, they were selling more or less everything in that shop. And, but they were very well known to make a very good shirt. Uh, so I think in 1899, they started the first factory. Yes. And then it was growing quite fast. So I think in, in the 20s, it's starting to be a really big business. And it's been growing since then, I would say. And Marie, is it true that uh, it was the, the founder, I believe, he actually made them for the captains of the shipping industry that would come into port? Yes, exactly. He, he did that. And I think he also made shirts for, I mean, for the very noble persons here in, in Helsingborg at that time. So, I mean, um, both the, the ship captains and so on, they, they help spreading the word about the, the nice quality of the, the shirts. Right. Yeah. And, and we have been in Helsingborg for, for um, well, for the whole, whole 120 mm. years, so to say. And both Peter and I, we have been here for quite a long time. I've been in 16 years. And I've been for 25. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and so how, please give me an idea on how big the company is now. How many people are working for Stenstrom's? We have about 50 people working here in the office in, in Helsingborg with everything from design and from marketing. We have a big warehouse. We have customer service. Customer service speaks several languages. And, uh, of course, the financial team are here as well. Uh, and then we, we have also our own factory in Estonia since 27 years back where we have wow. about uh, 85 to 90 people working, sewing some of our shirts. Wow, amazing. And so, Peter, how did you, I mean, 25 years, let's dial the clock back. What were you doing before you got introduced to Stenstrom's? Uh, the thing is, I haven't been doing so many things before I, I uh, joined Stenstrom's. I started actually as a sales guy here at Stenstrom's. And at that time, we also had another company called Oscar Jacobson. Uh, so I was both selling uh, suits and jackets and, and, and nice shirts from Stenstrom's. And... Uh, after a while, uh, they noticed that I was interested in the product, so I, I started to um, develop the product, product together with the, the head of design at that time. It was a guy that's been in the company for more than 40 years. Uh, and like 10 years ago, perhaps a little bit more, I, I, I became head of design here. Interesting. And so is your background in pattern cutting? Uh, did you have to go no, to college? No, not at all. I'm, I'm an electric engineer from the start. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, not exactly a lateral move, but, you know, still you need uh, you need the spark. Yeah, correct, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, don't worry. All the, all the bad jokes I cut out in post. <laughs> and that one I will file. So <laughs> Um, and Marie, so I believe you said 16 years. I mean, you you must feel like this is a very tight-knit, I mean, it's a family-ran business, isn't it? Does it have that sense exactly. of community within the brand? I mean, it's a family business, and we really like we like to work for the company because it's 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 it feels like we are family. We also feel the same thing, I must say, with our agents and salespersons. Everybody likes uh, coming here for the sales conference, and they also in my opinion, they, they like to represent the brand because we, for us, it's all about quality. We talk a lot about quality when it comes to fabrics and so on, but we also talk about long-term 
relationships with our fabric suppliers that mm. maybe Peter can talk, talk more about, but also with our customers. Our One of our oldest customers, you could say a shop, have been a customer since 1899. And that is also mm. fantastic that you, you, you keep on selling our products well and you like to work with the company. And we, of course, like to work with also with our customers and with all our suppliers. So for us, it's a value in some way, the long-term things. And that is also something when you work for a company like that, you also have the possibility to develop and to, to uh, it's challenging, of course, but it's also very interesting to stay for a long while where you can see the results of the work you do. Yes. And, and Peter, maybe uh, we tapped upon the suppliers and your relationship with, with the mills, etc. Perhaps you can expand upon that, please. I mean, uh, we work with the best mills in, in Europe. I would say most of them, they are located in, in, in Italy still. Um, and we have a very, very good cooperation with them. It, it's not like they are telling us what we should buy. We are, we are also telling them what we need to buy, you know, and develop things together. And I, I think that's been very successful for us uh, because a lot of the, the weaving mills today, I would say they, they have been going for less quality because of the price, but we still can manage to buy very good fabrics. And I think that's very, very, very important to, to keep the high quality and also to discuss that with, with our suppliers and make them understand that we, we really would like to, to, to have the best what they can offer. Yeah. And it's interesting you were talking about sustainability earlier on. It feels like... Uh, well, just having a, the broad strokes of your company, it feels like sustainability has always been in the ethos, always been a philosophy of the brand since day one. Uh, but now sustainability is more of a buzzword. It's only kind of really people have latched onto it because of what's going on with climate control and fashion mm. being one of the biggest polluters of the universe, etc. Do you feel like people are only just starting to catch up on something you've known for a long time? Well, I would say in, in some way it feels feels like that. But, of course, we also have more things to do. I mean, everything from inside the company to, to I mean, kind of um, put the litter in the right place, glass in one place and, you know, plastic and so on in one place. Um, but, but, I mean, if, if it comes to, if we're talking about now shirts and blouses and so on, I think if you really work with good uh, fabric suppliers, good mills, and and also the, the the factories that produces our garments. And if you have control over that, and work with really the best, then it's also you know what you put into it. And if you have that philosophy already from the beginning, then it's it's not. Yeah, it feels like we've been doing it for for quite a while. Mm. And how do you manage to monitor the supply chains? I mean, you say you've had the same factory in Estonia for a long time. Is this where all of the clothes are produced? Uh, we need to have the subcontractors as well, but uh, we are very careful when we pick the subcontractors today. Um, sorry about that. That's uh, one of them phoning in right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but uh, I mean, we, we, we can't handle all the shirts that we are producing today. I mean, we have a had the growth, I mean, we've been double the turnover more or less in five, five years and it, we can't expand our own factory in, in that, that sense. So, so we need subcontractors. But, uh, I mean, our product manager here, production manager here is, is controlling all these factories and so, so we know, know who we are working with. Interesting. Uh, Peter, I've got a couple of questions for you about shirting because I know that 
uh, Stenstrom's is, well, it has its background in shirting. That's your, your bread and butter. And I've noticed on the website that you have many different styles of shirts. You can have the slim shirts uh, or the slim fitting shirts, the tuxedo dress shirts, for example. Mm. And uh, I think you recommend that all the, the buttons on a tuxedo shirt have to be black. For me, I think the first option for a button in, in general is Madro Pearl because it's a natural material. I mean, if you go for a polyester button, I mean, there's a lot of waste and it's, it's, it's more or less impossible to, to get it back to, to its... Uh, um, I mean, you can't reuse the, the polyester in the same way as you... The, the Madro Pearl is still the best solution. I think also it's beautiful to look at. So I think for me, it's the best solution. With uh, some of the collars, I noticed that there is quite a lot of hand edge stitching on the collars. Now, is that a conscious choice that you, you go for this aesthetic? I think it's been in fashion for a while, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know what, actually what to answer to that question. But Maybe I can give you a, a little bit of backspiel about where the question came from. Mm. Uh, some of them will say that quarter inch, quarter inch stitching um, is basically in fashion and it's the, the common go-to. Whereas mm. a lot of people will say that hand stitch edging on ready-to-wear shirts is uh, denotes better quality because it's actually harder to do because there's less room for error. A lot of people in the industry, even other shirt makers, kind of disagree on this. So I was just hoping to get your take on it. Uh, I think we, we, do, we do both of these. Uh, and I, I, think, I think for me, it's the most important uh, about the color is it's soft to wear and nice. It feels... Feels nice when you've been wearing it for a day. I think that's the most important thing. And I mean, we also the, the fusing is, is very important of the color. I mean, we, we do a top fuse and it's like a floating interlining in in the color. I think that's the most important important about the color. Yeah, because uh, I hear like if you have uh, fused both sides, then when say if you were going to come to iron it, then you're more susceptible for that bubbling up because the glue in the fuse etc. can and can cause the color to disintegrate quite quickly yeah exactly maybe we can touch upon the latest collection so you've got the the spring summer 2020 uh, that's on the website it's themes and focuses on the modern jungle what was the inspiration for the design coming into this collection uh okay uh, so, sorry I'm, I'm not so much into the latest collection here but but i mean uh ah the modern jungle okay now no okay um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but, but I think I think there's been a military look uh, around for for some some time now. I mean, there's been a lot of field jackets and uh, safari jackets in this time, and I, I would say that the, the modern jungle is the city today, and I think it fits quite well for for the spring that we will see now, and, and it's 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 quite good color scale as well. The color palette is just it's a real uh, broad selection that you have there and also the the different types of garments so like not restricted to just one polo it's like the double breasted polos uh utility polos and also i've noticed the field jackets in 100 percent linen i don't yep. think there's anything better in a garment than a 100 percent linen field jacket i think it's just like one of those haymakers of a garment <laughs> it just stands yeah. the test of time do you have any personal favorites from the selection uh, I like the jacket that you mentioned very much. I think it's a fantastic piece that, that uh, I mean, for me, it's not so formal and you can make it a little bit more formal and I think it fits a lot to um, many situations you can end up in. I mean, okay, it's not formal for like a suit, but I mean, today, 
it's, it's a little bit of different fashion. And we try to keep it a little bit more uh, casual, I would say. And so what would you say is the future for the brand after this collection? Are you looking to grow a bit more globally, maybe internationally, bricks and mortar? Where's, where's your head at coming into the year 2020? Uh, we see that we are growing more or less on each market right now. And it's like uh, uh, we've been growing, I think, 17% since last year. And I expect us to still grow in these numbers even for, for, for this year. Um, we see that, I mean, we just started at a few markets and we see that we are doing extremely good at these markets. To finalize, I've got one last question. Who would you like to see as an ambassador for the brand? Maybe someone of like real popular Swedish notoriety? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apart from the obvious Dolph Lundgren, the greatest living Swede, is there anyone else that, that springs to mind? Uh, maybe maybe Slatan would be good in our shirt. It's, it's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just signed a new contract, right? Where is yeah, he now? Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice, nice. It's good to see him still going. Listen, thank you both so much for your time. I look forward to seeing more of the collection up and close when uh, when I visit one of your concessions in London. That sounds great. Thanks. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thank okay. you so much too. Oh, thank you. And have, have a good day. Awesome. Dolph Lundgren is the greatest living Swede, right? Of course, it's a landslide. Well, that's the end of the episode. A little shorter than usual, but I felt we covered some ground there. Thanks to Peter and Marie for jumping on the podcast. Thank you for listening and leaving the reviews. We got a nice one on iTunes the other day. Mark underscore Smith gave us a five-star review. It's not flouncy, Mark says. Or pretentious, just a great entertaining insight into really interesting style items. A great listen. Not my words, people. The words of someone that listens to podcasts. So thanks again for tuning in, leaving a review. Until next time, remember it's only fashion people and you're never fully dressed without a smile.